Hello and welcome to The Lunar Transmission, episode number three. I am one of your hosts, Light, and I am here with my dear friend. Yes, I am Kirk, otherwise known as Fino. Hello. <laughs> you did go off script a little bit. Oh, well, that's fine. I'll allow it. I lost the script. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in the end, I'll just decide that I hate it and then like redub over all of this. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'll just go back to one of the last episodes and put to you just saying like, I am Adrian, otherwise known as Light, because I'm not good with names, and it'll be the exact same thing all yeah, over again. I mean, I can do, I can do redo if you want me to say. <laughs> No, I'm just messing with you. It's fine. Sup, fuckers. I'm Adrian. <laughs> Is that better, boss? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get you're earning that paycheck now. All right. So in, in the in the last couple of episodes, I I don't think it'll be a big surprise to say that we we've been perhaps a little bit uh, pedophile heavy. One one could describe the content. Like that. I want to assure the audience that this episode is going to be 100% pedophile free from here. So, with that out of the way, let's go. Let's go do what? Alright, so this dude is fucking a kid, right? <laughs> Not in the pedophilic way. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Uh, yeah, we, we don't have any topics. We, we don't have any topics except fucking Peter Fee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. This was all a big mistake. This is why we're on the moon. It's actually kind of funny. Um, after I posted the last episode, um, someone I know in real life, they after they'd listened to it and they thought like all the pedophile stuff was actually pretty funny, they then sent me a a link to some kind of set that Bill Burr had done like the following day where like one of the, one of the sort of sections of the set was called like, there's pedophiles everywhere. <laughs> he's just like, look at what you've started. Everyone's talking about pedophiles. We just can't get away from this shit. Yeah. So I'm just saying since very clearly Bill Burr, he's a big fan of us. Yeah. <laughs> Zane, you know, hit me up sometimes. If you want to be on the podcast, yeah. you know, we'll we'll have you on as a as a special guest. Yeah, if we, you know, if we can fit you in. Yeah, we're we're really busy up here. <laughs> it's like if we ever actually got to that point, you know, where we actually had an okay number of listeners. Um, is there anyone that you would actually like to have on as a guest? Like, who's your dream guest to have? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I, mean, I mean, keep it, keep it like, relatively, um, I suppose, attainable. Like, uh, I have to be realistic. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to, you know, don't don't be like, uh, oh, yeah, if, uh, if I had my choice, it would be uh, Brad Pitt, you know? Yeah, but it wouldn't be, though. Someone, someone who might actually potentially think about it. You're saying we're not good enough for Brad Pitt? What's he did? Uh, no, I don't know, really. I mean, Owen or Mecha Game Seller, he's 
he's a good podcaster. And I mean, he's my mate, so who knows? Maybe. You guys are mating? I mean, I can't just, disclose that information. Just that complete dead silence after I made that joke. Oh, that was great. I, um, uh, but if there was someone like an internet person, I guess, if we were ever to get above three views, I would say uh, Neil Sissiogera. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The man behind Brody Quest and much, much more. Yeah, he's the kind of name where, like, I haven't really watched any of the things he's done, but everyone talks about him. Yeah, I mean, he's a funny fucker and a really talented musician. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think his music is mostly what I've heard people talk about. Mm. But yeah, he had a... He does some really good videos on just parodies of introductions to fandoms, and his latest one was a guide to Tom Hanks. And the extensive Tom Hanks filmography, including Bag. Bag? Yeah, starring Tom Hanks. Oh. Is that his most well-known movie? Yeah, well, there's also Lord of the Rings starring Tom Hanks. He wasn't in that movie. Yeah, he was. Where? <laughs> was he Sauron? <laughs> no, he was, <laughs> he was Frodo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Of course he was, and Sam and Gandalf. <laughs> Tom Hanks as Sauron would have been amazing. Mm. It would have, or the mouth of Sauron instead of having that amazing <laughs> deep voice. It's just, Tom, it's just Hanks. Tom Hanks comes out smiling, and it's just his face, not even any makeup. <laughs> Yeah. As for me, uh, I mean, as of right now, my dream guest is someone that we might actually be able to get on. And you probably already know who it is because I think I told you I was talking to him about it. Mm -hmm. So so we'll just leave that as a secret because maybe it'll actually happen. Oh, shit. Can't reveal reveal all of our uh, hot tricks. And besides, you know, I I think that um, our celebrity status would be good for him you know yeah. give, him a, give him a little boost in his career some uh, exposure if you will yeah it's for for owen as well frankly mm. yeah he needs you know, that right and, now yeah and and you know it would be it would be nice to be able to use our star power to mm. uh you know kind of kind of lift up our, Our friends like that. Clout, as the whites say. <laughs> Is clout still a thing? Like, not not just the saying, but th- there was I, an actual... I have no fucking clue. Yeah, there was an actual, like, service called clout. Oh. But I... Then I really don't know. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I honestly, I don't really know much about it, but, like, the way that people would talk about it, there was some kind of service called clout, and you had a clout score... And I suppose essentially, I, I think it was basically like a point system for how like celebrity you are. I think is a way to put it. It was very bizarre. I, I don't really know how they quantify it, but like, I think there were actually some 
establishments that would like they wouldn't accept you if you had under a certain clout score mm. which is like <laughs> i think you're just talking about china <laughs> perhaps no but it, i i wonder if that still exists because I, I remember i remember people talking about it in like probably the late and early 2000s but but perhaps it's gone away, which I mean, frankly, I don't think I'd be that opposed to it going away because putting a number on that kind of thing is strange. <laughs> I mean, it's if if that had become China. a big thing, it'd be, be like literally turning everything into a popularity contest, you know? China can't just keep whispering China. What say something? China. <laughs> there you go. No, but that's literally what's happening in China right now. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. With They're the doing a social um, status score. That's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. There was also um that that whole idea there was a time where I can't remember what the company's name was, but there was a company who was wanting to apply that here. They described their service as Yelp for people. Oh, yeah. Where, I remember that shit. That's really scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking terrifying when you think about it. There was, um, I, I haven't really watched the show, but um, when I was hanging out with a friend, I did see a couple of episodes of uh, Black Mirror. There was an episode. What's that? 994. Okay. okay. <laughs> Is that the name of the episode or something? No. Hmm? No. Go on. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, there was an episode of Black Mirror that was like that, where essentially you would be rated up or down based on just like your social interactions with people and how like obsessed that people got with getting up votes and stuff. What? Hmm? <laughs> what are you saying? What? <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, man. <laughs> what? You're driving me crazy. Hmm? All right, I'm getting about? bullied. I'm getting bullied hard here. What? <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, it, it was just kind of <laughs> stop. Mm. Seriously, what? What are you saying and why? 1994. Are you saying 1984? 1994. 1994. 1994. Is that your birth year? Stop. Just explain yourself for the fuck's sake, dude. Animal. Animorph farm? <laughs> <laughs> Animorph farm by George Orwell. <laughs> some animals are created... All animals are created equal. But some animals... Animorphs are more cre are created more equal than others. <laughs> That'd be a really good book, though. Animorph farm. <laughs> I would read that shit in a heartbeat. I think that's the most I've made you laugh so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. Alright, so let's pack it up. That was uh that was the highlight of the show. <laughs> yeah. Animal fun. <laughs> Apparently we our main topics of this fucking show is pedophilia and animorphs. Good shit. Sorry, yin and yang. Yeah, 
<laughs> the best we have, the lightest topic we have is talking about animorphs. No, that's the darkest topic. Oh, is it? So, so the the lighter one is pedophilia. Then, yeah. I mean, like on one hand, obviously, I I feel like we probably shouldn't bring it up that much because obviously it is a dark subject. But on the other hand, you know, there there's worse people we could um or I, I guess less worse people we could make our enemies than pedophiles. I, I don't particularly mind if pedophiles aren't our listeners, you know? Mm. Like, they're, they're not really the kind of uh, audience that I'm that keen on. Uh, well, there, there, goes, there goes half of you, the base. Listen to base, rather. <laughs> <laughs> the only one left is your mum. <laughs> yeah, hey, mom, how's it going? She actually doesn't know anything about this yet. Oh, I thought she did. I thought yeah, that I, was I how we got free views last time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually don't care if she does see it, because I I've, I show her a lot of the videos that I make, or at least I used to a lot more than I do now, but I don't, I, I don't really hide very much from her in terms of, like, <laughs> my personality or anything. I mean, that's fair enough. I mean... You're certainly not, I know what to say, you're not certainly endorsing the subject, so. Right. That's fine. Plus, I mean, like, when when I first started making videos in the form of Naruto AMVs with Linkin Park music in the mm. background. Did you actually? Yeah, I did. Mm. Um, and actually, I got pretty good views on them. Mm. You're going to have to put that one in the description, you know. Oh, they don't exist anymore. They're long gone. Mm, I doubt that. But, um, no, it's it's true. I mean, the, the PCs, I mean, like, the YouTube account has been deleted mm. for a very, very long time. And the PC that those videos were on are smashed in a landfill somewhere. Mm. <laughs> so, um, but when I first started making those videos, like, the person I always had, like, watch them was my mom, where I would just sit her <laughs> with the, her little headphones on, and, you know, she would just, like, stare at the screen or the screen for a while, and then just be like, yeah, that, that, was, that was good. That's sweet. And, like, yeah, and I did, um, I did the one, or I, I think I did three different AMVs that were, like, of the fight that was basically the climax of the first season where they're like, you know, on the water with that waterfall and the two with the big statues. hidden sand village and the leaf. Um, hmm? you know, the Naruto village of the leaf. Yeah. I, I've never, never watched okay. Naruto. <laughs> well, well, the point is I, I did like so many AMVs of a specific fight that like she started to not be able to tell the difference between them at all and she thought that i was showing her like one that i had ar already previously shown her was it the one they traced off of bebop okay so people people bring that up often the like that one of the fights um that's one of the few things i know about naruto is that they like traced a few cells off of bebop what it actually was though was um 
the same studio that worked on that fight, it was the exact same studio that did the fight. Uh, yeah, in I, Bebop. Know, I know so, that from the right. It's from the movie, the Bebop movie, but yeah, I think. but yeah, it's just that they re- reused some of the cells, as far as I remember. But it's still pretty funny because it's the exact same cells. Sure, but I mean, artists reuse assets all the time. And particularly if you're in animation where, you know, like the, your ability to... That's why I said traced instead of stole. That's fair, yeah. Because as far as I know, it was the same studio. Yeah, there was also, um, I think in an episode of the Boondocks, there was one of these studios who, uh, I think it was also from Bebop. Yeah, that there was a fight scene where they uh, did the same thing. They reused assets, except instead of two adult men, it was an old lady and a little kid. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know that one. I mean, that's something Disney, like you can go back through Disney movies and just... Yeah, there's a lot. Back in the 60s and 70s, like that one, uh, which is, it's uh, Snow White has been mm-hmm. reused as so Are you talking about the, the like dancing? Yeah, the dancing and there's a lot of just uh, a lot of wild movements that have been traced for both Robin Hood, Fantasia and more which is very common Yeah, I mean it's especially in the early days mm being able to reuse stuff like that and not, not having to do everything from scratch would probably help save both quite a lot of time and money, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. Um, plus, at the time, especially with Disney, you know, people weren't really able to as easily compare things side by side like that. Nope. Nor were people as familiar with the movies enough to be able to just, like, spot it in a different movie like that. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, what I was saying about the videos though, like, (laughs) like when I was talking about the Naruto (laughs) AMVs that I made, it's slightly embarrassing, but like when I think back onto it, there was some stuff that I was actually proud of in terms of like the editing I was able to do in terms of like syncing it correctly with the music, despite the fact that I was (laughs) working with windows movie maker. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also I... I didn't know, um, like, I didn't know how to torrent or anything like that. So, like, I didn't have any of the episodes actually on my hard drive. So <laughs> I was I was streaming the episodes, and then what I was doing is I was using Cam Studio and just recording that area of the screen <laughs> mm. and uh, just editing it like that. And Cam Studio's like default sort of encoding is really bad and just horribly low bitrate. And I did not know anything about how to <laughs> change that kind of a thing. So like the bitrate was horrible and a keyframe updated like every, every like six seconds. So there was like just horrible stretchy blotches across the entire screen. God. Beautiful. Despite the fact that I've gone basically nowhere in all the times that I've been editing videos, <laughs> it's, it's still, it's still funny to think of like how far I've come since the very early days, you know? Yeah. I know what you yeah. mean. Like doing even the intro used in the, you know, the video podcast is like 
so far above any of the skills that I had back at the time. Yeah, I remember doing some editing work back in school for uh, just projects, etc. And when I look back at them, they were just the absolute worst. Because I, one thing I had to learn was moderation. And I don't need to keep adding just nonsense and sounds and effects. So that's something that I guess you either learn or you realize that it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Most of my editing tends to be pretty, um, I, I, I guess in general, I describe it as like utilitarian. Like I, I mm. don't tend to do very like unnecessary edits or just mm. like really flashy stuff. Like I, I tend to keep it like, I don't know, uh, simple, I guess is a good way to put it, but it's not that I'm like incapable of doing really flashy stuff. I just, I don't know. I guess I just don't particularly see the need. Yeah, it's just, it comes off as just clean and a lot more, I think minimalist is better than utilitarian, honestly. Yeah, probably. Um, do a lot with little. Yeah, and plus, I mean, when when you fall into that trap of doing particularly flashy stuff, then you start getting people who you know they put out a video every eight months <laughs> and, yeah. it's like, and it's like you know it it it's youtube you know <laughs> like yeah. an eight month video and i mean fair enough they might get millions of views on it but it's like i couldn't imagine spending eight months editing like one topic you know no that'd be <laughs> very difficult like, if I was doing that, the video would just never come out anyways, because I'd get so sick of it. Yeah. And I mean, that's something I've had to deal with, not for eight months, but for quite a while when it comes to mastering audio. When I've done that, that's just listening to the same thing over and over and over again. And if you do that when you're tired or just burnt out, it can f just mess with your head and drive you mad. Yeah. And I mean, granted, I, you know, before I was doing, or no, actually, this was well after, but like, after I had finished with doing Naruto AMVs, I, um, I moved on to trying to animate in Flash, oh. having, having no real drawing experience at all. So it was mostly stick figures. In fact, pretty much entirely stick figures. But, um, if, if I had, like, really continued with that, like, I, I've seen a lot of streams of artists and stuff because I I really, really have a high appreciation for art and especially animation. Um, mm. Yeah. Just, like, watching people lip sync and stuff is always a grueling. <laughs> just yep. listening to the same line over and over and just tweaking tiny parts of it. But it still takes forever. Yeah, going frame by frame, just moving it ever so slightly. It's probably why people <clears throat> fall into doing tweening so much because it's yeah so much easier. Yeah, it's only now that I'm like starting to try to get into art again. Um, although I, I still don't really have any prior drawing experience, but I'm trying now. 
<laughs> you can't have experience if you never start. So, yeah, I know. But it's uh, it's the kind of thing where like, actually, one thing that I've really been appreciating is following people who aren't good artists. It's like to explain a lot of people who start posting their art they're people who they've been drawing like their whole life since they were like little kids you know and they're just now starting to post art so they they come out of the gate looking you know pretty great yeah but but i've started following artists who they're like they're starting now you know Mm. um and it's it's a lot more i guess um humbling I guess is a way to put it where like just just seeing people who are on the the same level where they didn't they didn't come into it already having all this experience you know they're you can you can see them grow with literally every piece that they produce yeah I absolutely agree it's just when you understand the process that it takes and like when you see an artist who has been working for two thirds of their life on their on honing their skill, and they suddenly start showing off their work. You do feel fairly not jealous, but just man, I wish I was able to do that. But what you don't see is, of course, all the meticulous training that they've had to go through. But when you do see someone saw it. Uh, space one like you understand that no one starts perfect or even able to draw a circle properly yeah I can't draw a circle for shit no (laughs) good that means you'll have something else to learn but it's definitely something I'd also recommend if you are a and that's not even only for drawing, that's for videos, that's for audio, music. If you get the proper perspective of what what it means to just start out without a lot of training or prior experience, you get the perspective that it is achievable and... That's often what you need when you're starting out. You need yeah. to be grounded. And not just that, but um I mean, people who are newer at starting out, like there there's a couple of people who I've been watching who they've actually sort of done I, I guess um drawing kind of tutor not really drawing tutorials, but just like um, videos about how how they've gotten started resources that they've been using that kind of a thing and <clears throat> in some cases they they'll show how they've like applied it and i think that it's really helpful because like if you've ever watched videos from artists that are like how to draw this how to draw that you might notice that like they have a tendency to kind of just start doing things absent-mindedly without really explaining what they're doing very well because for them it's just like natural whereas a new artist they're they tend to be a lot better at actually describing what they're doing and why they're doing it yeah because it's not it hasn't become second nature just yet 
So you have to think about the process. Yeah, exactly. But when you do have a lot of experience, you just do it from memory. Yeah. And it all flows. So basically what I'm saying is learn from amateurs, skip the pros. <laughs> yeah. yeah, learn from amateur, appreciate the pros, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but like it... it it certainly has been just like very helpful to to see other people who like in general they're still above my level but i i i get a lot more out of them than i do the people who are actually really high level hmm. yeah but it's nice and yeah. the other benefit is that um because they're you know new artists and they're often quite small it's pretty easy to befriend people oh yeah Whereas people who are very good artists tend to have, you know, 10,000 or so followers on Twitter. And it's like, well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand that. Yeah. But anyways, gone from uh, Naruto AMVs to editing pretty much just this podcast right now. And you've <laughs> gone from doing whatever you did to start to vr furry swallowing videos oh yeah <laughs> like i I'm i do on... put your youtube in every yeah yeah that video has first six thousand views <laughs> on an existential level that fucks me up <laughs> that is my largest impact on this world <laughs> It's a video of a reporter being swallowed by Crystal the Fox on live TV. <laughs> that is what I'll be known for unless I change something. <laughs> I guess that's my biggest drive is that I want to make something <laughs> that won't be a furry vor video. That I'll like that's what I'm gonna leave as my mark on this world. Something that I can actually be at least a little bit proud of, and not only a, not only ashamed. Go check out my furry vol video. It's called "Reporter Left Terrified by Virtual Reality Simulator!" Exclamation <laughs> mark. Just remake that video, but instead of uh, the Crystal the Fox video, it's um, it's that POV shot where you're a piece of pizza and Hatsune Miku swallows you. <laughs> yeah, some someone did that. They ripped oh, off really? me. Yeah, they Aww. ripped me off. I also... Are you more popular or are they? Like, did they get more views? I don't remember, but what I do know is that someone reposted my video off on Twitter without any credit... And that was the first time that had ever happened to me. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, I stole this video. <laughs> and now you stole it. Can I even be mad? <laughs> and then they got like 20,000 views in two days or so. Damn. And I'm like, fuck off. You didn't make that. I mean, I barely made it. But you didn't make anything. <laughs> fucking leeching cunt yeah give leave my furry vol reporter videos alone 
Have you ever had your videos like show up or just anything that you've made show up in a place that like in general you'd just really rather it not be not in that kind of a case where like someone stole it and was getting a you know recognition mm. from it no probably not okay i did uh-huh. <laughs> um <clears throat> it, it was a long time ago uh i had done some kind of a tutorial for adobe premiere and um i can't even remember what it was about but i was looking at the analytics and just looking at like what traffic was coming in because it it did an all right um like it did all right in terms of views and stuff so i was just looking at where traffic was coming in and there was a website that i didn't recognize but i i had gotten like a good amount of viewers from it and uh i so i went to this website and there were swastikas and just all all kinds of uh not very good <laughs> things posted on this website and i i went to the forums and sure enough i found the forum post uh where like it, it was so bizarre because they weren't being like uh, blatantly racist in the forum post is just someone like, hey, I'm trying to do this thing in Adobe Premiere. Can anyone help me? And then someone posted like a link to my video saying, oh, this guy explains this pretty well. And so but then like you aided someone in the <laughs> neo-Nazi propaganda. Well, that's that's the worst part, because like w- when I first saw the website, I, I didn't really recognize it and it just seemed weird. But after I realized what the website was, I looked at the URL again and... <laughs> Also, fucking Stormfront or something? No, it it was worse than that. It was, uh, mm-hmm. and I apologize to the audience. It was a dot mm. <laughs> org, I think. Mm. I don't know if that website still exists. I certainly hope not. <laughs> but I was, uh, I, I like. On one hand, I I wanted to you shouldn't um, assume that people are racist. yeah well like on one hand i i hoped that or i i wanted to have some way to not have my video on here but i also really did not want to register an account Uh (laughs) and and tell them like hey would you mind (laughs) like (laughs) i didn't really know what uh what recourse I had on this, you know? I should have just edited the thumbnail to say hashtag white genocide. <laughs> I, I think that probably would have hurt my video more than help. Mm. But, um, yeah, that was uh, one case. that <laughs> was not particularly keen of my video being posted there. Mm. But I guess, uh, I guess you don't really have control of who watches your content, huh? Yeah, certainly not. Considering that we are at the moment away from Earth and like sometimes you just want to be creative and the reason I'm bringing this up is that I recently got myself a 3D printer. Oh, yes. I did see that. I was wondering if you had any ideas that since we're on the moon and sometimes you just 
want to make something or need something. What is the most... Like, ignoring possibilities and ignoring the laws of physics, what is the most useful or fun thing you would make? Let's ignore, like, a 3D printer. Let's just say it's a replicator. What would you make with that nonsense? 4D hypercube. Okay. <laughs> you said ignoring the laws of physics. That's fine. Let's let's go. <laughs> what about what about the time cube? A time cube. Do you not know about the time cube? I do not know about the time cube. Oh, you don't know about the time cube. <laughs> I, I <laughs> you don't know how the different races should live on a side of the time cube separated because of science. The time cube is a theory by a madman. <laughs> the, I like it already. Who claims to be the wisest man on earth. He might be. It, by Oti, Otis Eugene Jean Ray, R.I.P. And the time cube basically says that everyone... All, all the modern sciences are in cahoots with the new world order by and omitting the truth of the time cube, which says that each day is actually four days. I'm, I'm with it so far. Mm-hmm. And the Ray, according to Wikipedia, ascribes himself a godlike being with superior intelligence who has absolute evidence uh, evidence and proof for his views. Ray, Ray asserted repeatedly and variously that academia had not taken time cubes seriously. Source this real quick so that people... Yeah, Google time cube and the first result is the Wikipedia article. Okay, good. Um, and I mean, I mean, I, I so far I'm with them. I believe it. Yep. Let me just describe the time cube concept. Ray's personal model of reality, called time cube, states that all of modern physics and education is wrong, and argues that among other things, Greenwich time is a global conspiracy. He used he utilizes graphs, along with pictures of himself, that put purport to show how each day is really four separate days, sunup, midday, sundown, and midnight, occurring simultaneously. Ray offered $1,000 or $10,000 to anyone who could prove his views wrong. Mike Hartwell of the main campus wrote that any attempt, any attempt to claim the prize would require convincing Ray that his theory was, was invalid. The proof would need to be framed in terms of his own model, thus deviating from any form of modern science. Even if you could pull that off, Howell said, Ray is probably broke. <laughs> and so, so this is what, everyone... Something that I would also recommend is going to the website timecubetoenpcom 
It's a weird address. Which is the official time key. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, please go to... I'm going to send it to you in Discord. All right. But for the people who are listening, please go to the site and you'll see that Ray realized how to use these Japanese emotes <laughs> in this website. So <laughs> you have Japanese style horizontal emoticons throwing up <laughs> links. Including new believer of cubic time and meet Dr. Jean Ray, which links to a 144p live TV recording of a Jean Ray interview regarding the timekeep. Oh shit, I did not anticipate that. No one. Oh no! Oh my god, that's amazing. Yep. <laughs> Marshmallow, a lie, and world is lies. Naval connects four corners, four S. God is born of a mother. She left Belly B signature. Every priest has Mars sign, but lies to honor unicorns. Belly B proves four corners. Your dirty lying teachers only. Use only the midnight to midnight one day, ignoring the three other days. Time to not foul, already wrong. Marshmallow time, lie that corrupt earth, you ed educated brilliant fools. <laughs> when do teenagers die? Question mark. Adults eat teenagers alive, no record of their death. Father, son, image, not gods. Every man born of a woman. Or every man born of woman. Okay, I want to get to the part where he says that every race should live. <laughs> separately because of time cube right well i i do have to wonder now <clears throat> so he's saying every person on earth lives in the time cube right uh no that the earth is in a time cube oh okay so have have we escaped the time cube on the moon or are we still in it i know <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to search moon. NASA's moon landing was far less of an achievement than the time cube discovery for I have cubed the earth. Okay, so... All right, so... <laughs> I have cubed the earth. Okay, so he... So he's a believer of the time cube, but... No, he is the... Found, uh, he's the discoverer of time cube. Right. Okay. So he's he's the discoverer of Time Cube, um, and he he does have all of these sort of like conspiracies about it, but he does not deny that the moon landing existed. No, he assessed it wasn't very impressive. Okay. That no, that's fair. I mean, he's grounded. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like he he's, he he has all these conspiracies, but still, he's like, okay, yeah, the moon landing happened, but it wasn't shit. <laughs> Yeah. Which is fair. The entity you seek is death. It's true. Opposite burritos created you. 
Excuse me? Is this a real site? <laughs> this is, like, all of these are very kind of, um, uh, what's, what's the word? When, like, you're just typing things, like, as they appear in your head with, yeah. like, no real, what, what's, oh, just stream of consciousness. Yeah. Stream of consciousness is what I was thinking of, where you just you just keep going, like you're not worrying about organizing your thoughts. You're just like just continually typing. Yep. Oh, there's a there's a time cube subreddit. Of course there is. Mm. Are you not a subscriber? Mm. I don't I don't know what I, I don't use Reddit. I don't know what the word is for. I assume it's subscribe, but it's probably just some. Are, are you not a Are you not a time cube redditor? Do you not read it? Time cubes? Time cube. <laughs> it's me and my most like old man. <laughs> it's like, are you are you not following the time cubes on the Reddits? Uh, have you been <laughs> have you been catching up with the time cube? <laughs> the time cubes Reddit. And there's a video by the down the rabbit hole channel about time cube i see so it's a it's a very famous cube yeah it was fun to an extent but so maybe maybe i just um misheard you or something but i i don't think i quite got an answer are are we still within the cube on the moon or have we escaped it have we escaped its grasp time cube I see. Well, I guess that answers that question. <laughs> well, frankly, I, I've converted to to cubicism. Yeah, cubicism. Yeah, I, I believe it all. <clears throat> and this this was applied to racism somehow, was it? Uh, no, it's not racist. It's just you know, it's not racist. He's just correct. No, I, I thought you said something about how like all the racists lived on a time cube or well, something. Well, yeah, but that's not racist. It's just him being right. <laughs> no, like, but, right. The race, he says that the racists can't live together because of the cube. And because they are... <coughs> uh, excuse my language, but Americans are actually retarded. From religious academia taught oneism. That is time cube. So the racists they can't live together. No, the racists are they have to live on separate sides of the cube. They need okay. to live on opposite sides of the cube. Which races are opposite? I do not know. Yeah. Because if <clears throat> I thought he was just saying like all racists are inherently separated from each other in some way, and I was like, did was he aware of World War II? <laughs> like, <laughs> there was quite a bit of racists in one place, <laughs> I think you'll find. No, you see, well, that's the problem, that the racists are together, that fucks with the time cube. So the races all need to live on separate planes of the cube. Oh, so they so okay, I get you. So he's not saying that they do live on no separate... that they should. Oh, 
Well, I can agree with that. I think it's generally beneficial for everyone if racists don't coalesce in any way. Mm. So the conclusion we've come to is that we have possibly escaped the time cube. Possibly. Further analysis is required. And we'll see if we have to, you know, also divide up the races here on the moon. But Oh, I, I've, I've kept a pretty tight ship here, I uh, think. The square moon. Yeah. <laughs> also, how the fuck is supposed to cube a globe? Well, I, <clears throat> I mean, he, he had some uh, kind of... Um, he was also fucking nuts, mind you. Well, I mean... He had some illustrations, and it it looked like the Earth was inside of a cube, which yeah, but you know. he still admits that the Earth is a globe inside of the time cube, right? But a globe doesn't have sides. Yeah, I know, but it just means that the 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 globe has to fit inside of the cube. Yeah, but it, he's he says that. <laughs> The races need to live on opposite sides. I think he's saying that we need to eject them into space. Mm. I mean, that could <laughs> be the case. <laughs> all things considered. I'm all for it. Let's do it. Wait. Hmm? I've been saying races. Sorry? I've been saying races. Right. Oh, I thought, I thought you said racists. Wait. Oh! Wait, what? R-A-C-I-S-T. Right. I've been saying R-A-C-E-S. Oh! That the racists need to live oh. on I thought you were talking sides. about racists no. this whole time. I've been saying that the racists... Need to live oh. on opposite sides from each other. I gotta admit, I am a little less keen on this yeah. <laughs> ejection thing That's now. That's why I was, I was like, okay, I think <laughs> there's been a misunderstanding here about who gets ejected. <laughs> I apologize. I am no longer a uh, proponent of the time cube. <laughs> in my in my ignorance, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was falsely endorsing something. So, about the tight ship you've been keeping here on the moon. <laughs> yeah. It's like only half the people on this podcast are racist. <laughs> only half of them support Time Cube. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. Feel free to use that out of context, ladies and gentlemen. Feel free to use that in context. but still more more analysis of time cube and the moon needs to be conducted (laughs) I think we need more funding yeah absolutely you think that the earth still does time cube grants did this did it stop there after he died? Hard to... Uh, I mean, granted, people were able to get funding to look into whether or not our reality was a simulation. So 
Um, I suppose that if you can argue <laughs> that you can prove that in some way, then you could probably argue that you could prove the existence or perhaps more importantly, the non-existence of the time cube. I mean, people are still becoming philosophy majors, so I guess the government's throwing money at anything. Well, the problem with majoring in philosophy, of course, is um, what's what's that noise? Is this some kind of weak seismic activity? I don't think so. Was that a ship? No, don't be silly. Hello? Milk? It's the cops. They're searching for us. How are we hearing a ship when there's no atmosphere on the moon? Why are the cops here? It's... it's literally impossible for that to happen. Adrian, remember in the last episode when you pleaded that the audience not call the police? Yeah. Well, someone called the police. Great. So, do they know we're here yet? It looks like they're still searching. Should we stop the broadcast? No, no one uses radio anymore. It's dead technology. It looks like they're circling back around, heading this way. Hey, do, do we ever get the cloaking working? Uh, I don't know. Milk? It's not sustainable for long periods, but we have to do something. Hmm, go ahead and turn it on. Oh shit. What? The LOVs are cloaked. It's not that the Apollo site. It'll be suspicious. It was too old to add cloaking to it. Well, hopefully they won't notice. We're going to have to uncloak soon. Just a little while longer. I don't think we can. It sounds like the further away now we might actually be okay. They aren't turning back. <sighs> Good. That was close. Well, this is still bad. They still think that the rejects are here. We should hide better. I guess we should change our name. Yeah, probably. But to what?